When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Order! 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 Time to talk to the judge. Uh, the judge, and I'm talking about Greg McCallum, former first-grade referee, also former head of the match review panel. Uh, he's a friend of the station, friend of the show, and uh, he joins us most Monday nights. Mr. McCallum, good evening, sir. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, everyone. We've got a fair bit of ground to cover. We haven't got a whole lot of time, uh, Greg, but I do appreciate your time. Let's get straight into it. Um, Sam Verrills then. Um, Roosters may well be without him. He's been uh, hit with a one or a two match ban, depending how he goes, for um, a high contact charge. He'll go to the judiciary uh, tomorrow night. He'll be aiming for it to be um, downgraded. Before I get your opinion on that, let me just uh, let me just play what Andrew Johns said during the commentary. Well, for me, it's not even a penalty. Brian Kelly's falling. He cannot disappear. Sam Verrills is committed to the tackle. But if you look at Brian Kelly, his nose is broken. And if they're going to be consistent and you can you know, compare him to other hits recently we've seen, for me, it's not even a penalty. Brian Kelly's falling. Sam Verrills committed the tackle. Unfortunately, these collisions are going to happen. But if they're going to be consistent... Sam won't be playing next week because they can't change what the decisions they've made over the last month or two. Well, Greg, what do you think? Um, will it? Should it be downgraded? I think it will, and I think it should. I think um, compared to other t- uh, tackles, as Andrew was saying there in recent weeks, it had, had to be charged. Um, I, I think there's a charge there, but I think it's a grade one. I don't think there was a great deal of force in it, and I think the... Um, area of force has been the contributing factor to most of the charges being um, laid over the last few months. I think he's a great great chance of being downgraded. We saw it with Junior Paulo yesterday, and I thought it was a very similar type tackle, Junior Paulo, um, but he's just been hit with a fine. Um, do you see similarities between Paulo's hit and Verrill's? And I mean, is that good news for Sam Verrill's then, um, ahead of his, his, his trial, if you like? Well, I think it would, and if I was um, going in there, I'd be certainly showing that uh, tackle was a tackle that had a fair bit of force in it, although there was a, um, a collision with with another player involved in that tackle, but um, Junior Paulo certainly had a lot more force in than Sam Verrills did, and um, as we've seen, and as I said, you know, force has been a contributing factor to all of the charges this year, so I, I think if I was the Roosters, um, I'd be going in there with some great um, a great deal of confidence, really. Okay, well, we'll wait and see. That'll happen uh, this week, and we'll see if he is able able to uh, to beat that rap. Now, still in that same game, the Parramatta, uh, back on the Parramatta game, um, I'm talking the same game with Junior Paulo. This penalty try, Greg, I want your I want your, your your thoughts on this because maybe I've got it wrong in my own head. In my mind, I've always thought that a penalty try will be given if there's almost zero doubt that the try would have happened, i.e., if there's a stationary ball, it's in the in goal, and all I need to do is 
dive on the ball or ground it, okay? Minimal, minimal chance of error. In my mind, and we'll t- there, I, I think there was a knock-on by Gutherson anyway, I, I, but regardless of that, I believe that Will Penasini still had to pick the ball up. So, A, there's a chance something could have gone wrong. And he still had to then ground the ball in the in goal. So, B, another chance something may have gone wrong. Am I misreading it somewhere? No, look, I think what you're summarising there is how it used to be um, when the referee on the field yep. um, was the sole judge and, and he was the person that would come up with the decision. All of these um, interpretations and penalty tries have changed significantly now that the bunker's involved because the bunker sees at a different angle, sees at a different speeds, and, and I think comes up um, with, with very much a decision that leans towards the attacking player. So... I, I always thought it was going to be a penalty try when I was watching it. I was more concerned whether Gutherson had dropped the ball or not, I suppose. Um, I'm a little bit different to a lot of people, but um, I originally thought Gutherson had lost control of the ball and it had hit the ground. Um, looking at it today in in slow motion, there is an argument that he actually releases the ball as though he was going to kick it. And um, the explanation that was given by the league today was that it was in the action... Um, of the ball hitting the ground, and it was kicked immediately. So well, let's listen to Graham Annesley. Let's listen to what Graham Annesley had to say on that. I haven't heard this, so this is a first for me as well. Although it's arguable about whether the ball hit the ground before the boot hit the ball, it actually makes no difference because this is the definition of a drop kick from the laws of the game. And it says it's a kick whereby the ball is dropped from the hands or hand and is kicked immediately, it rebounds from the ground. So people uh, tend to only think of drop kicks as field goal attempts, but anyone, any player can drop kick the ball in any position on the field. As long as he's always attempting to kick it, um, the fact that it's just he kicks it either as it hits the ground or as it uh, rebounds from the ground, under the laws of the game, it's still a drop kick, and it's, and it's not a knock-on. All right, well, um, there you go. We don't need to explain any more of that. But just back again on the penalty try, Greg, I, I just think it should be a higher threshold for that in, in not, not proof but uh, expectation that there, there can be no error, you know, that that try would definitely be, have been scored. And I know that I'm probably talking pre-bunker days, but I still wish it was like that because, um, anyway, that's me. Maybe I'm just a bit old-fashioned. What else do we need to talk about? I'll tell you what I'd like to talk to you about briefly, and um, we haven't got a lot of time, but what do you make of this Sutton saga? So former referees boss Bernard Sutton, we know that he did some consultancy work for Queensland Rugby League uh, ahead of Origin 1. He's also doing some consultancy work for Melbourne Storm. Um, not in person, but on the phone, and, and his, his remit is to try and help Melbourne Storm, I guess, concede fewer penalties than they are, all right? That's his area of expertise. The problem being, and it was in the papers today, and it's been talked about for a while, his brother, Jared Sutton, I don't know if he has been appointed, but he, he will be appointed, I would have thought, as the grand final referee. And there is a strong likelihood that Melbourne Storm will be playing in the grand final. So, some would say that smacks of uh, a conflict of interest. Perception, 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 Chris. It's the perception of um, that issue. Um, I know both guys personally. They're both good guys. They're both um, off doing their own things in in their rugby league world now. And uh, Bernard was involved a long time with the referees. I I thought it was always a 
a bit of a challenge, him being in charge of the referees with two of his brothers actively, but they got through that okay. And Jared Sutton is, in my opinion, the best referee in the competition. So we can't be jumping at shadows here, but it's all about perception and it's going to get a run over the next few weeks. There's no doubt about it because it will have got under the skin now, some of the teams, as things get tighter. And as we saw over the weekend, as the coaches get a bit more paranoid and the clubs get paranoid about things, it will get a run. But, you know, you've got to have confidence in the ability and the um, integrity of both guys involved. So let's hope that we can get through the grand final. If And if he is appointed, as I think he will be at the moment, um, that we can get through that without that perception becoming reality. All right, Judge, and one more thing. One more thing before you head back to your chamber. Um, the, Roost, the Roosters-Titans game, um, and we saw going into the match, there was a whole heap of talk around Wayne Bennett and Ivan Cleary about protecting kickers and blockers and all that sort of thing. Well, in that game, it turned out that the Roosters, um, there were a couple of blockers, weren't there? There were a couple of blockers um, obstructing. Um, at, uh, but Sam Walker, um, in the end, was able to, uh, to get a match-winning field goal with a bit of help from a couple of his forwards. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable with that decision to allow the field goal. I think both players, Radley and Maria Hargraves, they actually ran to get into that position. Yeah. Uh, rugby league has never been about blockers and it's never been about um, obstruction. Um, in fact, Radley was standing in front of the play the ball. And uh, with all of the things that happened over the weekend, I can find agreement with everything that has happened, but I can't find an agreement that that's okay. And I know that there are other occasions during the season where players have got themselves in that position. But I thought that was clearly manufactured and clearly um, a breach of the rules. Two players standing next to each other. The player didn't have a clear run. Mitch Ryan didn't have a clear run at Walker. He had to go through the two players. And, and Maria Hargroves actually moves his hip to try and stop him. So I, I just feel that that's not the spirit of the game. And I, I'm, I can't understand why... That would be acceptable in our game. Well, too little, too late for Titans fans. And uh, who knows, Roosters may still have gone on to win it if it went to Golden Point or extra time. Um, but with that, we will never know. Thanks, mate. As always, uh, Greg McCallum, for your time. Always great to chat and uh, listen to, to your brains tick over. And these days, by the way, to our listeners on higher ground, Greg is a marriage celebrant. So if you'd like Greg to uh, marry you off, just Google Greg McCallum, marriage celebrant. Mate, thanks for joining us. And we'll talk again next week. My pleasure, Chris. And we can get married now. Well, I can't. I'm never getting married again. No, but other can. (laughs) I can't. Take care. (laughs) See you, Greg. There he is. There he is, Greg McCallum, uh, a.k.a. The Judge.